Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast, co-starring 10-year NFL veteran and Super Bowl champion, Will Blackman. Fanning from the end zone, he throws, and it's a flight away, and it is picked off by Will Blackman, the former Giant. Tim Dwight watches it hit, bounces, picks it up at the 10, slips a defender, football, Whoa. football, it's up for grabs, it's covered in the end zone by Will Blackman for a Green Bay touchdown! And now, here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. Welcome to another episode of Buecher and Blackman, subsidiary of Buecher and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. I'm Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1. You can read me on Bleacher Report. And you can follow me on Twitter at Rick Buecher. He is NFL vet, Super Bowl champ, Will Blackman. You can follow him on Twitter at Will Blackman. That's W-I-L-L-B-L-A-C-K-M-O-N. All right, so you sent me a text. We're going to start here. we got a lot to get into. But you sent me a text that says, You and Ryan, man, y'all some bad company. Now, I understand why you would say that about Ryan. I have no no idea why you're saying that about me. What did I do? What did I say? Listen... (laughs) It's just it's just funny because you know we'll we'll post we'll post one of our podcasts and promote them and you you just get so much hate. They they oh you have no idea you <laughs> you get so much you know what's funny and hate and yeah. I'm just like man I'm in the middle of this yeah yeah you can friends and the picture is the three of us yeah. <laughs> and so that's so that's that's you. And then with Ryan, I mean, he's he's out there. He's yeah. he's out there. He's on his own Oof, right now. Boy, is he! And yeah, he got look. he got lit up by Max today, who redeemed himself after all his crazy outtakes, all his crazy takes on sports, especially the sport of basketball. And he he got Ryan with a good one today. Did he? Oh, did he really? Oh, oh, How'd did he get he? him? I mean, the greatest. So they were talking. You know, Ryan's saying that James Harden should have won the MVP, and okay. went on. And Max said. You know, he's defending Giannis. He said, imagine somebody your size, Ryan, who's who happens to be really good at basketball. Imagine that. Oh, my. <laughs> Bro. Oh. Bro. That's a pretty good shot. That, that was a, is a was pretty a, good shot. That was right in the solo plex. Yes, no doubt. Yeah, that'll take the wind out of you there for a second. Because I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm like, man, I'm like, oh, 
Ryan Hollins is trending. <laughs> what did he do now? Yes, I know. Right? I'm like, I hope he didn't do anything crazy at the awards <laughs> or anything nuts. Out of the, out of the, out of the, whatever it is. And I and I looked and saw the video, and that's what Max said. So I'm like, then I thought about. It, I was like, man, I'm just in the middle of this. Yeah. I, I get people say, you know, all publicity is good publicity, but I'm like, man. They also say, be careful who you choose for friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I understand that it's a volatile, well, it's a volatile time for me and and emotions are running high among fans. So anytime you tell them something that they don't want to hear or they don't want to believe, then one side or the other is going to react emotionally. So I take all of that in stride. I will say I took a lesson from Marcellus Wiley was telling me that there's this way in which you can prevent uh, comments on your Instagram posts. There's, There's a way you can set it up so that you can only get comments from people that you follow. So you can choose who's commenting on your Instagram. So I went in and I did that. What I found out, though, is that it doesn't prevent people from from posting on or commenting on posts prior to when you put that in into effect. So they can go to old posts and comment. And I don't generally don't look at those, but I happened to open one of them, and it was just a string of people just killing me for something more recently. <laughs> and. Uh, so funny. Yeah. And the biggest thing is obviously is with Kevin Durant and the back and forth with Kevin Durant. And so you're not going to win on this. Either either Knicks fans are going to be upset if he's not coming there or Warriors fans are going to be upset that he's leaving. You got two pretty large factions there and somebody is going to be irate uh, depending on, on what it is that I say I'm hearing or reporting or whatever. And most of this is like I and I think you and I have talked about it, Will. I, I look at it as if we're talking here on the podcast, or I'm talking on Colin's show, or I'm doing Speak for Yourself, then it's one. I'm having a conversation with somebody about a topic, and I'm talking about what I'm hearing. When other outlets then take something that I've said on one of those shows and says Rick Buecher is reporting. I don't have any control over what verbs they use or how they frame the context and the content of what I'm saying. And I've gotten to the point where I don't care. If you want to say something, you want to say I said something (laughs) and it's not an accurate portrayal of what I said or the context in which I said it, and then you get all the screaming memes on, on social media, Twitter, Instagram, or whatever, and they want to take you down a peg or say you're an idiot because you said this or whatever i've just most of that i've just come to realize i'm just gonna let that flow past me every now and then somebody says something that it's just and 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 here's the thing people come at me with stuff that's just categorically wrong they say i said things that i never said in fact i said the opposite of so i take it at this point all in stride but i realize now that you're just getting you're 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 being covered by the avalanche (laughs) and and no one and no one tapped you on the shoulder to say, "Hey, Will, there's an avalanche about about to uh, yeah, land on you." Absolutely, my goodness. Anyhow, yeah. So, but it's all good. I think it's funny. I I enjoy the entertainment. I, yeah. I enjoy you two getting lit up. You know, <laughs> I I am, I embrace everyone. Yes. Yes. You know? It's 
I mean, people people take some of this way. Too, of I was it. DMing with a guy who was just it. taking it way, way too seriously, and I, fa- I finally had to cut him off. It just it's like became those people scare me. I, I'm, if I see them somewhere on the street, I'm, I'm thinking they, they yeah. scare me. Anyway, yeah. I was at the NBA awards last night. I didn't stay for the actual awards. I went there to talk to people beforehand um, because the red carpet and the it's a big cocktail party. For those who, who don't like the fact that they hold all of the awards that are regular season awards until this time after everything's over, I'm with you. But if you saw the production and you saw everything that went into uh, Turner and, and the NBA putting on this, this deal, I don't see it going away anytime soon. It's, it's too lucrative and it's too profitable and it's become too big of a deal. I will say, seeing Ludacris, uh, no, I didn't see Ludacris. He might have come in, but I didn't see him. Two chains, I saw two chains, I saw Quavo. Quavo was, I saw him getting out of his car. He needed a little bit of assistance. <laughs> he, was, he was not feeling any pain. Amen. Which, sometimes. Sometimes, that's the way it goes. Bad, bad and bougie. Yes, exactly. Uh, any thoughts from you? Did you watch the NBA Awards? Did you care? Was there anything that you thought was egregiously wrong? Egregiously wrong? Yes. No, I, 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 I enjoyed it. You know, I liked all the awards. Okay. I agreed with every single one of them. I thought, you know, just personal, I, I wanted, I didn't think he would. I did tweet it out actually right before it happened. I wanted Paul George to win. But MVP? I did. I, want, I wanted him to. <laughs> Okay. No, but I, my yeah, that's what you I just, wanted, I, even though you knew I, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I wanted him to, but right. I knew Giannis was going to get it. Right. There was a point in the season where I think Paul George had a good shot before he got hurt. Yes. He was playing as well as anybody. I might even make the case that there was about a six-week stretch where he played better than anybody in the league played, Giannis and James Harden included, at any time this season. Right. Like he had a six-week stretch that was the best six-week stretch by anybody last season because he was doing it at both ends. And, and I, think there's, I think there's an element here too, Will, is that it's when you see somebody who's doing – you already know they're a good, great player and they do something that's even beyond what you've seen them do before. Right. Add something to your – respect for that particular period and wanting to see them rewarded for it. Uh, as I mentioned, talked to a lot of people, uh, executives, owners, GMs, players, everybody rolling through. And I don't know if you heard, in fact, let's do this. Um, have you heard Andre Iguodala's comments? Absolutely. You have. Okay, so for those who haven't, we're going to play a clip of Andre Iguodala talking about his injury that he played with last year, the misnomer on that, and halftime habits by some players. So here is Andre. You don't think the Warriors had any responsibility with maybe pushing KD out there too soon? Well, that's a tough part too. You think about it. We have a really good training staff. I, I you know, I'll give credit where credit's due. Our training staff is one of the best in the world, and I feel like they got them back. The tough thing is, is when you're an athlete and you're hurt, everybody's looking at you sideways. Mm-hmm. And then being his teammate is harder. 
because everyone's feeding stuff in our head when KD coming back, when KD coming mm-hmm. back. And the back. fact that it's the finals. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Last year happened to me. Mm-hmm. I missed the last three games of the Houston series. It goes to game seven. We barely get out of that series. And now they're looking at me like, when are you coming back? And I had a I had a fractured leg. and they But it's being put out there like he got a bone bruise. I'm like, no, it's fractured. But I, so I'm fighting with the team. I'm fighting with people. I'm fighting with the media. And then my teammates ask me every day, how you feeling? How you feeling? So with Kay, he getting it from everywhere too. Like, how you feeling? How you feeling? Not just from, you know, the, the team, but from family or from, uh, you know, people close to him. You know, this is our moment. This is our stage. You know, right. this don't last forever. And, and what they'd always say in sports, oh, he was a tough guy. He played through injuries. You know, you're, you're validated as an athlete if you win a championship or how tough you were. Mm-hmm. You know, if you sit out, it's like, ah, he's not tough. How much impact does social media have on players? You talk about that in the book, but how much does it really have on players? More than it should. Mm. Like, it's normal now to go in the locker room and everybody, first thing they do, people grab their phones. Lord have mercy. And I'd be like, oh, my God. Like at halftime? At halftime. Really? It's like normal now. Well, you see a dude that brought his phone out to the game. Right, right, right. Well, it's normal. Mm -hmm. Grab your phone. And I'm looking, dudes checking Instagram. See what people saying about their performance. Check in, That's crazy. Checking the halftime stats. All right. So first, what do you make? I, I this is the this is what's interesting to me. Will is, I don't think you could ever get an NFL player to be as starkly honest as Andre Iguodala was in saying they said it was a bone bruise, but I was actually playing with a fracture at the end of the playoff series with the Rockets last year, especially a player who is still under contract to the team that he is suggesting put out false information on his injury. Honestly, this if, if, if it was really taken seriously, the NBA would have to respond, the Warriors would have to respond, this would be a huge deal. I wonder whether this is going to be swept under the rug as Andre just being Andre or if more is going to come about it, come out of it. But correct me if I'm wrong. I don't see any way, anyhow, I would ever imagine an NFL player would have the wherewithal, even if he had the desire, the wherewithal to say what Andre said about his condition. Yeah, he was on the, um, the Breakfast Club, uh, Power 105, with um, DJ Envy, Andrew Lee, and um, Charlamagne God. You say an NFL player wouldn't. I think NFL player would if he had a guaranteed contract. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. That's the huge distinction. <laughs> it is the massive. Yeah, guys, NBA, they say whatever they want. They get their money. They're all paid for the yes. most part. And especially Andre at this point, because he's probably thinking this is my last year. The Warriors are in a world of hurt. I mean – well, and he also has a book to promote, okay? Let's not and, let's not forget that. <laughs> yes, let's not forget that. And and I would say that this is Andre being outrageous. Like I feel He's not like, well, I don't like that word. Well, uh over the top. I I think he's just being brutally honest. No, no, no. no. I was just going to say there are other guys. Like I feel like Lamar Odom said some things when his book came out that it was to promote the book. Like I feel like if there have been times where athletes have come out and they've done the the tour the, the media tour, and they say things in uh, maybe maybe run our test. I, and I can't cite chapter and verse in terms of what they did. But this is, I know Andre. I've talked to Andre plenty of times. This is Andre just being Andre. 
Like, I if, agree. If, if, if he agree. didn't have a book out, he would still be talking the same way. I guarantee I agree. you. No, I agree. I agree. It just so happens he's on a nice little tour right now exactly. promoting it. Yes. But it's just coincidental. But I agree. So um, with this in mind, because I've reported this and I've since had it, you know, several people come back and tell me, you know, confirming it further, that KD is not happy with how the injury was handled and not the, you know, everybody goes to the black and white of, well, it was his decision to play or not. And it really doesn't take into account what it's like to be a player on a team playing for a championship and the, the nuance of how, what, how, what the pressure is, uh, whether it's uh, passive or it's proactive or whatever it might be. But in light of what Andre said, do you, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com understand better KD's feelings about the Warriors and how this whole thing was handled and that he's, as I keep continue to hear, he's not going back to Golden State because of the way... It's not just the way it was handled, but the fact that it was put out there like, yeah, he's going to play and it's only a calf strain. Like, they minimized the injury almost to a point where he had to come back and play considering what other guys were playing with. Well, yeah, I and mean, if they're saying if they minimized Andre's injury, he said it was a bruise and a fracture. There's, there's, that's two different things. Yeah, bone things. bruise. It called it a bone bruise, and it was actually a fracture. Yeah. Now, now, however, don't get me wrong. There are cases where, you know, I've had a a major bone bruise, mm-hmm. and you have to be really smart with that because it can turn into something else in terms of like damaging the area, and where it was very painful. Sure. I also played with a fracture in my ankle before. And, you know, they called it a hairline fracture because it was really small, but it was still a fracture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a, I played with a fracture at my foot as well. So, but, um, so I don't know the extent, but he's saying that it was worse. So, therefore, it was minimized. And if that was the case with um, KD, I, I, can, I can see the irritation because, you know, you're playing with somebody's career. Yeah. Um, on a different scale in the NFL – you know, you have to do, you have Monday through Saturday to do everything in your power to make sure you are healthy for Sunday because it is such a brutal and physical, a physically demanding sport. Hmm. And and the guys know in, in the NFL, you want to do everything in your power to stay out of the training room because you feel like unless you're, even if you're a marquee guy, as soon as you walk in there, you feel like, okay, someone took a note. Like you hope to walk in there and no one sees you. You hope to like, hey, if I'm, if I'm just getting my calf massage, I hope the head coach doesn't walk in. Really? Because and so, what's his thinking when he sees you in there? Like he's thinking, "What's wrong? Why is he in here?" Or if he sees you in there on multiple occasions, like, "Okay, this guy's always in here." So then they start thinking, like, "Man, maybe something's wrong, or what's going on here?" They always want to know, like, "Are you healthy?" I don't know if it's genuine concern or what have you. So, in my case, which is on a different scale than KD. I would, I would honestly, I would get treatment offsite. 
if I had an injury, I would not go to our training staff. That not sounds because, crazy. Uh, not because they weren't good, right? But just because I didn't want, I didn't want anything. I didn't want that on my record. I don't want them docking that I'm in the training room getting treatment for for anything. So even if you are ready to play and you're just getting treatment to play, it's looked at as a negative if you're in the training room for whatever reason. It's automatically the assumption is something's wrong and even if he plays, he's not going to be right. Or just or just something like what's wrong? Why was Will in here? You know, something was that. Why was Will in here? Have even you ever seen like if he was, even if the coach was like, even if the trainer was saying Will was just getting stretched, but they just want to know why was he in here. And have you ever seen anybody who got dinged or paid a price because they were in the training room too much, or that 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 kind of that innuendo and that uh, question caused them either to get released or waived or not resigned, or that that it there was a direct impact. Uh, that that guy was in the training room all the time, not being with the team. Well, right now, um, Washington Redskins left tackle Trent Williams. He's skipping. He's skipping. He was skipping practice uh, this year because he was frustrated with the medical staff. Apparently, um, something happened with him being mis- mis- being misdiagnosed with something with a mm-hmm. certain injury, and mm-hmm. so he he's not he hasn't been showing up because he doesn't want them touching him. And he went back home to Texas and decides to have a procedure. Yeah. I think that's where he had it uh, on a certain injury because he was just frustrated and fed up with the staff yeah. about, about being misdiagnosed with whatever it is. See, this is what I don't get why fans don't understand this. And I'm not saying that every fan doesn't get this, but there seems to be a healthy faction out there if I'm reading you know, the reactions on social media, and which is always dangerous. But there's been a lot of voices out there or people liking voices or retweeting voices who are saying, hey, KD's a grown man. He makes his own decisions. He had his own doctor sign off on it. Like, why is he blaming the Warriors? And I'm thinking, do you not understand that it doesn't matter who told him? It doesn't matter who told him. The fact of the matter is there's only one outlet who could stop him from playing. One. And that's the Warriors. They're the only ones who could say, KD, we're not going to let you play. Right. They have the authority to not let him out there. Exactly. They're the only person. No matter how much much he wants to go, they can put him on. He is inactive and sanitated. You're not going to put him on the active list. Right. You have the wherewithal. That's what they did to Clay. Right. And And you have the the wherewithal to do that with any player. And that's how it was when I was on the Giants with, um, with Coach Coughlin. You know, he wanted guys out there. But athletic trainer, Ronnie Brown, he had the power. Right. So because he would always ask Coach Coughlin, hey, how are you doing? And he's not the example that I that I mentioned uh, earlier. But he would oh, he would ask, too, like, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Are you good? Right. And then he would. And then Ronnie Barnes, who was the head athletic trainer, would tell He's like, hey, you know, I'll talk to coach. Don't worry about it. And he'll literally like he's not practicing today because he doesn't feel good or this is what's going on. So if he, here's the thing with organizations. Unless if you're not a player and you are working for that logo on the helmet or jersey, that name, your job pretty much is to do everything in your power that's in the best interest of the organization. Right. right. At the end of the day. Right. At the end of the day. So if you're a trainer, your job is to whatever is best for the team, not so much the player, 
for the team. You know, I, I, I had a situation where, you know, I had an injury in, in Green Bay with my foot and I went to the team doctor. You know, I went to, and then I got the surgery by him and, and the, the surgery failed and I had to go get it done by somebody else. Hmm. This, I did that twice. I had two surgeries from the team doctor that failed. Now, I'm not saying like he went in there and did a half-assed job to get me back work. out there. But it didn't work, especially when I did my ACL. Everybody know I didn't know this, but everybody knows for an ACL you're supposed to do, you should do a patella tendon graft. Yep. Because it's the strongest. Mm-hmm. It's your own tendon, and you can fuse uh, in the thigh bone and, and the uh, through your tibia. You, you can fuse the, the two bone pieces, and it's stronger. He told me, hey – if you do a hamstring or a cadaver, no, you do a cadaver, you can come back faster. I did a cadaver, came back faster, but felt like crap. Like crap. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. And then and then I did I wasn't feeling good during training camp, and again released. Yeah. And I would imagine you never trusted that team doctor again. I owe it from now on. I got a second opinion. Yeah. Always. Right. And, and, you know, I would check my agent, but unfortunately my agent uh, had, you know, had a situation. He, you know, had a heart attack, whatever. That's a different story. But, yeah, that, that's where you check in with your agent. And you honestly check off all the boxes and get multiple opinions, not just the team. Because sure. if you just talk to the team, they're going to do what's best for the team. You need to get gazillion opinions. Right. Well, and, and the better teams, the really good teams, try to make a decision that's in the best interest. In our best interest, which means the team and the player. The Not average the team. Case. What's that? Not always the case. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying the really good organizations, and a lot of that has to be colored. And this is where I've really kind of pushed back on it because, you know, the Warriors have just been about the right thing. And I know the way they've handled their players, uh, 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 certainly since the current regime. They've, they've been really good about taking care of the players. Now, the one thing that's been brought up time and again, and I, I really haven't given it much credence, but I'm beginning to wonder if I'm making a mistake and not giving it more credence, is the fact that they pushed the envelope with KD and and he's not wasn't guaranteed to be with them beyond this. Were they pushing the envelope with him in order to get this three-peat, thinking that worst-case scenario, if he gets hurt, well, it's not going to be on our dime. It doesn't have to be on our dime because he's going to be a free agent. I hate to think that they would think that way, and I would, even if they knew, if they said, if KD had already made it clear to them, I'm not coming back. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm gone. I know there are people in the organization who believe that and have believed that for quite some time, that he was not staying. I would hate to think that they pushed the envelope in this instance, knowing the full scope of what could happen and took that risk with him. I'm hoping that's not the case, but there are people out there that believe that could have been what informed them to roll the dice the way they did. In any case, they screwed up because they definitively said, Steve Kerr told us, he was told he couldn't do any further damage. It wasn't, he couldn't make it worse. Clearly that was not true. Clearly, they got that wrong. Whether whether they misdiagnosed it, well, and here's the other part. Well, executive last night, I'm talking to at the at the award show. He goes, the one thing you can't do is tell a player you can't get hurt worse than you already are because you don't know that. 
And if he does end up getting hurt worse, you've now lost that guy. He's he's not going to have any confidence in your medical staff going forward. Yeah, that's insane. Because if you do anything to it, you can obviously hurt it worse. That's like the craziest thing ever. Or or I wonder I wonder if he it, did right? get another opinion from somebody else. That's what I'm curious about. What's that? I wonder if I wonder if he did get a second opinion I, outside. I believe that he did. I believe that he did. And I don't know what they told him. I also know that over the last week prior to him playing, that the people that were saying KD, it's too big of a risk. Don't do it. He wasn't responding them to them anymore. So he's surrounded by Andre Iguodala, who's playing hurt, Kavon Looney, who's playing hurt, Clay Thompson, who's playing hurt, DeMarcus Cousins, who's oh, playing yeah. hurt. That's press, automatic pressure. Yes. And you, you know how go. it is. Gotta, yeah. Guys don't ask, are you okay? They say, you good? Playing. Yeah. <laughs> you, you good? good? You ready? Right. They don't want details. They want to know when you're back. Yeah. Are you with us? And this is where... I truly believe that KD is upset with the Warriors to a level that can't be reconciled. Because I don't know about you, I don't know about you now, but when I was when I was hooping regularly and I was single, I'd be rolling around San Francisco looking for the best pickup games. And I kind of knew where they were and when they were and they were in different places in the city and if you heard of one or you heard of a good run on a good in a good gym, you wanted to be there and check it out. That's who Kevin Durant is. Doesn't matter how much money he makes, he loves nothing better than hooping. He travels around the country during the offseason looking to get into runs with various guys. Right. To work out. Did it with Pascal Siakam. Did it with Kevon Looney. He was in, Speaking he was, of Pascal Siakam. Yes. <laughs> he, had, he had... For most improved, he had the longest speech I ever heard for most improved player. My goodness. He had to thank his dad. I mean, I'm gonna give him that. I didn't stay yeah. I didn't stay and I didn't Yeah, yeah. No, that's thank his dad. But I mean that was that I was like, Wow, there's no wrap it up song here. That's impressive. <laughs> I, 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 Especially for T V. You would have thought know. Yeah. You would have thought somebody had been in his ear was giving him the cut sign. Um but that said the fact that KD can't hoop this summer, can't hoop for a year, is what we're anticipating. The idea that he's not going to be ticked off at somebody, that he's not feeling salty some kind of way about how did I end up in this situation, I'm sorry. You don't know KD. And it's as simple as that. You can, like, everybody's, well, you, he can't blame so-and-so. He can't. Yes, he can. If they didn't, if they didn't pr- keep him from himself, from making a bad decision. Or if they in any way, and I don't think it's like, you know, they were telling him not to, but if it's your choice, I don't think it was like that. If it was, hey, we think you're going to be okay. If it was anything like that, I just don't know how you, I don't know how you get around that. So the latest that I'm hearing on this is that KD is, is going to sign the max. Five-year max as a sign-in trade with the Warriors. He's not coming back. He's, you can sign me to the five-year max and you can deal me to one of the New York teams. And that way they get a trade exception back. Maybe, you know, one of those teams throws in a second-round pick. It's not going to be like they're going to get enough assets to, you're not getting Mitchell Robinson. You're not getting Kevin Knox. You're not getting, you know, anything of significance. But you are going to get 
a trade exception, and you'll get something rather than nothing. And you can do right by Kevin Durant and give him the max money since he tore his Achilles trying to help you win a third championship. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow. All right. That does it for this episode of Buker and Blackman, subsidiary Buker and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. Keep in mind, we uh, enjoy you rating the show and letting us know how we're doing. We appreciate all of you who have uh, become listeners. Our numbers are going through the roof, and we really appreciate that. Um, rate the uh, podcast uh, on iTunes or wherever you get wherever you get it, and then send it to at Buker Friends, and you will be eligible to win some prizes. That's at Buker Friends on Twitter. All right. In the next podcast, we'll have more free agency news. I guarantee you that. We'll continue going down that road, and I'll give you a little more insight into what I saw on the red carpet, who I ran into, what I heard, some of the other moves, free agent moves, that we haven't had a chance to uh, to delve into, the Tobias Harris's and the Jimmy Butler's. I'll give you a sense of, of where those things are. In the meantime... As always, thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.